0: Hello, and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we're going to be learning how God restores our relationships. As much as we probably hate to admit, love involves sacrifice and putting others' needs above our own. But let's be honest, sometimes that's a tough thing to do. And today, Rabbi is going to give us a lesson in growing in love and resisting the enemy. The message is titled More and More. And if you'd like to take some notes, you'll find Rabbi's study guides for every message online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's Let's get started and open up your Bible by turning to the book of Philippians. The prayers that the apostles prayed reflect God's heart for his children
1: for all ages to come. And so as we focus on these same intentions in prayer that the apostles prayed, as we focus on these same intentions for our own lives, we can be positive that change will take place and that we're gonna be transformed as we pray them ourselves. The Bible said, if we pray anything according to his will, we can know that he hears us and that he's gonna answer us. And so there's some things we can pray about and we don't necessarily have any guarantee that the Lord will answer those prayers. In other words, we have perhaps some wishes in our life. And it's good to present all our desires to the Lord, but we can't be guaranteed, for example, that the Lord will grant us every single wish because he may have a different plan. But on the other hand, when we focus on these eternal realities, these eternal truths contained in apostolic prayer, we can be positive that the Lord is gonna grant these requests. And the nuggets of truth in the apostolic prayers these are the things, beloved, that will change us into the likeness of Jesus. So with that said, we're going to begin today as we continue in the book of Philippians, chapter number 1, verses number 9 through 11. Father God, we ask you now to impart deep revelation to us as we consider the prayers of the apostles and, Father God, how they pertain to our lives today. Father, I pray that the words that I speak would cut deep that you would lay within us eternal foundations, Father, that you would give your people ears to hear, that they would receive these golden nuggets in such a way that they would begin to pray these same things for their own lives, even for the rest of their time here on planet Earth, because I know, Father God, that praying these truths will change them. Here we go. Philippians chapter one, beginning in verse number nine. Paul prays this. He says, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more. Isn't it awesome to know that there's always more? There's more peace, there's more love, there's more understanding, there's more power, there's more the anointing, there's always more and more and more to experience. In fact, some of you have probably heard me teach this before. But in the book of Revelation, as well as in the book of Isaiah, chapter six, we see the angels before the throne of God. And what we read there is these angels before God's throne, Keep crying out day and night. They go, kadosh, 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 or holy, holy, holy. And the Bible says day and night, they don't stop. These divine beings don't stop responding to new emanations and waves of God's glory so that every time they're hit with a new wave of God's glory that's more Than the last wave they just got hit with, it like takes their breath away, so to speak, and they have to cry out again, holy. So when the scripture says that they don't cease crying out day and night, holy, holy, holy. Every time they do it, it's because they're responding to more. Every time they do it, they're responding to another wave of God's presence. And each wave that comes is more because God, listen now, is inexhaustible. And that's what your life and my life is gonna be like for the rest of eternity. We're gonna be constantly experiencing the more of God. And so just to tie that in with Paul said, I pray that your love, he said, would abound, verse number nine, he said, still more and more. Listen to that again. I pray that your love would abound still more and more. And as we focus on this concept of our love abounding more and more, the older I get in my walk with Yeshua, the more I realize that love really is the essence of everything. The Bible says everything else is going to fade away, but faith, hope, and love. And love is the greatest of everything. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. And so, you know, sometimes when we're young in the faith, we're, we're so zealous, you know, you know, over every single doctrine, you know, fighting about which way to be baptized and this and that and the other. And don't misunderstand me. All these things are important. Doctrine's important. Truth is important. But sometimes when we're younger believers, we lack the love. We focus on the doctrine, but we lack the love. But the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sin. Now, don't misunderstand me. This is never to take away from the fact that we must have sound doctrine. We must adhere to the doctrine that the apostles delivered once and for all. But the greatest is love. And so I want to ask you, would you just examine yourself for a second? Look at the way you're walking, beloved ones, in your closest relationships. Are you dying to self in order to increase in love in those relationships that are closest to you? I mean, we all know stories. Perhaps some of you were even raised in homes where your parents were really loving to everybody outside the home, but inside the home there was no love. Perhaps you had a mom or dad that was really courteous to the neighbors and really courteous again to the community and people outside the house, but inside the house perhaps they were harsh to their spouse or to the children. But the way that we can first gauge how we're growing in love is by asking ourselves, how are we relating to the people that we're closest to, to our spouses, to our children, to our parents, to the people that we work with every day? The most important area, beloved, to grow in God's spirit, the most important thing to focus on is to grow in love. And Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. And what we learn from that simple verse, greater love, Jesus said, has no man than this, that a man lays down his life for his friend. What we learn is that love involves sacrifice. It, It involves a dying of our own will. It involves a dying of our flesh. It involves putting the needs of somebody
0: else even beyond our own. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me, or you can text the keyword rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. So once
1: again, we're in Philippians 1 verse 9, and Paul is praying for the church. He's praying for God's people. And the first thing he prays is, I pray that your love would abound still more and more. So let me ask you a question when you look at your life, is it true that your love is growing? Can you see that you're walking in greater love this year than you were last year? Are you walking in greater love? Are you walking in greater shalom and greater peace? Are you resisting uh, the spirit of accusation? You know The enemy always wants to come to, to bring division. He always wants us to have an accusatory spirit towards the people that we're closest to. In fact, oftentimes the enemy will target those relationships that are the most important. In other words, the enemy will put thoughts in our mind of accusation towards the people that are actually the most important people in our lives in terms of God's kingdom because the enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy. He wants us to be divided from the people that are the most strategic people in our lives for God's purpose. In other words, your important relationships are going to be the relationships that the enemy is going to most want to attack. And so we need to understand that we're in a battle and that what the enemy does not want is for us to love. I know in my life sometimes there will be a season where the enemy will get me off track and my mind will begin to think thoughts that produce division, that that don't produce love. But the older I've gotten the Lord, I've begun to see, you know what, the way my mind is working right now, I say to myself, this is not God, this is not love, and I break agreement with it, and I say, Father God, bring me back into agreement with the truth, bring me back into agreement with your spirit, bring me back into agreement with love. But you know what, beloved ones, perhaps like some of you, in my earlier days, I wasn't able to do that. When the enemy started putting wrong thinking patterns in my mind, because, beloved, this is how the enemy works. He puts thoughts into our mind. He tries to project his own thoughts and his own way of thinking into our minds. Our minds are like antennas. And we can either be tuned into the Holy Spirit, or we can be tuned in to the forces of darkness. And if we don't guard our hearts and our discipline, the enemy is going to find a way to project his thoughts into our minds and into our hearts. So in my earlier years, something would get me off track. Maybe it would just be that I would come home and, I, and maybe I was just really tired. You know, because when you're really stressed and really tired, it's easier for the enemy to get in. And the enemy would come in, and begin to put a thought in my mind about somebody that was close to me that would produce division. And in those early years, without being discerning as to what was going on, I could begin to get into a flow that would just create division. It would just create separation. But as I've grown, remember Paul prayed here in Philippians one night, I pray that your love would grow, he said, still more and more. And so as I got older, because I was practicing walking in greater love, denying my flesh, treating the significant person in my life with greater love, regardless of what my feelings were. And I started walking in greater love. I started enjoying more peace. I knew I was walking in the light in a greater degree. And then when the enemy came and tried to get me off track when I was tired, then if I got a little off track, immediately I would say, you know what? The way that you're thinking right now, this is not God. And because I had the discernment now, because I had practiced, walking in love, walking in light. Because of the discernment, I was able to say, you know what, this isn't God. And I was able to pull myself back and get into agreement with love. So I ask you today, maybe you're at a place in your life right now. There's somebody that's coming to mind. Maybe it's more than one person. There's been division there. There's been separation there. And right now, the Holy Spirit, because it was love for you, is bringing you conviction that you have a problem with somebody in your life And you know that part of the problem is because of you, that you have allowed your attitude to get soured, that you have been in agreement, not with God's thoughts about that person, not with thoughts of love, but you've been in agreement with thoughts of accusation. Remember, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren and you have got into a negative spirit. Your attitude has gotten into a funk. You just have a negative attitude towards this person and God, right now, my child, he is calling you back to repent and to say, I reject that. Father God, forgive me. I reject that. And he's calling now for you to get back into agreement with love. And so what we're gonna do right now is we're just gonna let the Holy Spirit, beloved ones, bring into our mind or heart relationships in our life where we need to get back into adjustment and into alignment with the Holy Spirit, back into thoughts of love. So Father God, in Yeshua's name right now, I just ask that you would speak to hearts, Father, these that are listening, Father, those relationships that they're engaged in that are outside of your spirit, they're outside of love. And Father God, that a simple correction can be made right now, Father, in the heart and attitude of these that are listening, to bring those relationships back into love, to restore those relationships to harmony and into divine alignment. So right now, beloved one, I wanna ask you, just speak to God, just say to him, Father God, Lord Jesus, I repent. Just say, I've been selfish. I've been mean-spirited. I've gotten to agreement with evil and negativity. I'm not walking in love in my relationship with so-and-so. You can name that person and say, right now, Father God, by your grace, I'm going to overcome evil with good. And I'm going to begin to practice love. I'm going to begin to reach out. I'm going to begin to restore this relationship by rejecting thoughts of accusation and reaching out in love in Jesus' name. Amen. So beloved ones, this is the first thing that Paul prays that we would abound in love still more and more. And there's always more. Remember, love is the greatest of all. Let's continue on in verse number nine. He says, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more, here we go, in real knowledge and all discernment. So now he's asking that we would have real knowledge and discernment. Do you know there's such a thing as false knowledge and false discernment. In other words, we can look, as we're considering this theme of love, because Paul is praying that we would abound in love still more and more, and we would have real knowledge and discernment. So the real knowledge that he's speaking of here, beloved one, and the discernment are connected to the increase in love that he's praying for, right? So what's the difference between real knowledge? Because he says that you would have real knowledge. If he's speaking of real knowledge, there must be a type of knowledge here that's not real, right? And there is. Remember, Adam and Eve, they ate off the tree of what? They were allowed to eat off every tree, but they couldn't eat off the tree of what? The knowledge, right, in the book of Genesis, of good and evil. Of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they shouldn't eat. They could not eat, but they did, and they reaped death. Now, you see, there are certain types of knowledge that are not good for us to know. We don't want knowledge, beloved, that Is knowledge that corrupts us. In other words, there are many different types of knowledge, and the enemy has a type of knowledge that doesn't produce love, but it's the type of knowledge that comes off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that produces death. And so the real knowledge and the discernment that the Apostle Paul is praying for here is the type of knowledge that sees a person's heart. In other words, You can get all types of accusatory knowledge against a person. You can find out all the wrong things that they did, all the wrong things that they said. And many of those things might be true on paper, but it's not real knowledge. That's the false knowledge that comes from the enemy. That's the type of knowledge that produces separation, produces hate. God says, no, I want to give you real knowledge and I want to give you real discernment. Where does real knowledge and real discernment come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. It allows us to see a person's heart. It allows us to not just get the knowledge of all the things that they did wrong, but real knowledge allows us to see their heart and their need so that we can have compassion on that person and look past the offense and we can love them. And so there's true discernment and false discernment. You know, some people think they're walking in the spirit of prophecy and they go up to people and they point out people's sins, but they don't realize that the spirit of prophecy that they're walking in sometimes is not coming from the Holy Spirit. It's coming from the accuser of the brethren. And so most prophecy in the New Testament, Paul tells us, is designed to build up, to comfort, to exhort and to encourage. But some people feel they're operating in prophecy They think they have discernment about people's sin, but really what is happening is that the enemy is giving them a knowledge about a person that brings division and hatred. And so we wanna understand that real knowledge and real discernment produces love. So I wanna pray for each one of us right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, you told us, Father God, that everything's gonna pass away, but hope, faith, and love, and that these three will endure forever and that, Father, the greatest of these is love. Father, you so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son, and you said, he that walks in love abides in God. Father, we want to abide in love. Help us today, Father God, to walk in the light and to walk in love. Jesus, we want to be like you, and Father God, we want to reflect your
0: love in the world. Amen, you're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this program or about our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, let me invite you to take a few minutes to go online to explore our website. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, the prayers that the apostles prayed reflect God's heart. And as Rabbi mentioned in today's message, to grow in God's spirit means to grow in love. And when we experience more of God, we wanna share that with others who need to know about God too. And that's why we'd love for you to support our outreach and ministry efforts. Whether it's prayerfully or financially, there's a place for you on our team because we couldn't do what we do without your support. And to share a little wisdom from the book of 1 Samuel, here's Rabbi once again. In
1: 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, we read this. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. You see, beloved, we receive from that which is on a person when we honor who that person is. The Lord says, those that honor me, I will honor. This is true of the Jewish people as well. The Lord said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless thee. Beloved, I believe there's a supernatural call upon my life and upon this ministry. And by you sowing financially into this ministry, I truly believe that you're gonna receive so much more from it. Your financial contribution to this ministry will bring you into a relationship with the anointing that's on this ministry. And beloved, you're gonna be blessed. I wanna ask you, make a financial contribution today. I'm very confident it will come back to you pressed down and good measure.
0: If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then I'd like to invite you to go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. As our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download along with our current newsletter. And so please join with us today as we share the good news of Messiah with those that need to hear it the most. And now before we hear from Rabbi, once again, let me remind you that if you'd like to not only hear Rabbi, but see him as well, then be sure to check out our vibrant YouTube channel. It's a great way to catch up if you're out and about and not able to listen when the program airs on the radio. You can also subscribe to our daily podcast. Just download the program from your favorite podcasting platform and you're all set. And you know, as Rabbi mentioned earlier, when we're focused on God, there will always be more. But we all have deep longings that can only be filled by God and so I'd like to challenge you to focus more on Him by being intentional with your prayer life this month. Whatever you're struggling with today, don't allow prayer to become your last resort. Make it your first line of defense and to help you do that, Rabbi's written a book called The Key to Answered Prayer. You can learn to pray with confidence by picking up your copy today and you'll find it online at discovering the thejewishjesus.com. Rabbi's book, The Key to Answered Prayer, is one of my favorite books of all of his books. I really believe it will help you have an authentic prayer life and it really will deepen your relationship with the Lord. And now to wrap up today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: In the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father, God wants to intimately bless you, so receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh 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 vi khuna khon
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how to receive an increase of love. That's Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.